It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather and he who controls the weather will control the world. These are indeed strange days on planet Earth. Ideologies, biases, preconceptions, and programming color the views of the vast majority as the wider horizon grows darker by the day. So few are willing to even take a momentary glimpse toward it. Now more than ever before, the following quote from over a century and a half ago should be deeply considered. Henry David Thoreau stated, quote, Thank God men cannot fly, lest they would lay waste to the sky as they have done to the earth. I've cited this nugget of wisdom from the past many times before, but it rings in my mind. Forgive me for repeating it, but it needs to be heard. As the words of Henry David Thoreau ring in my mind from his writings that have been so near and dear to me, and now to see everything he saw coming, to see it manifesting now, is difficult, and to see so few willing to face this wider horizon is even more difficult. Yes, we have indeed laid waste to planet Earth in the geologic blink of an eye, and the rate of destruction is accelerating by the day. The equation could not be more nonlinear, and everything is connected to that, including CV-19. In this broadcast, first, let's talk about Texas. Winter weather warfare. Not speculation, but verifiable fact that isn't an arguable conclusion if honest and objective research is conducted. And while we cover the subject of winter weather warfare, remember, CV-19 is the controller response to unfolding and accelerating climate and environmental collapse. This must be constantly kept in mind. I'll cover breaking reports on that subject shortly. This is Dane Wigington. You're listening to the Commercial Free Global Alert News Hour on KQMS News Talk Radio. KQMS is the largest news talk broadcast north of Sacramento. This commercial-free broadcast is paid for by geoengineeringwatch.org. Geoengineeringwatch.org is the largest climate engineering data repository that can be found online. We've had over 36 million visitors and counting. If you want to know what's happening in your skies and how it very directly and immediately affects you, visit our site. Do some research and understand the threats that are closing in on us all and how Directly, they relate to the intervention with Earth's life support systems, and that's what climate engineering is. It's a form of weather warfare, and it is directly connected to what is happening in Texas right now. Let's get to that point. First, this. White House says severe winter storms likely due to climate change. From that report, the White House on Thursday said a severe winter storm engulfing Texas and other states was a type of extreme weather event that climate change is triggering and proof that, quote, we're not adequately prepared for it, end quote. What a blatant, glaring lie. The event in Texas is not a result of Earth's collapsing climate and life support systems. It is a direct result of climate intervention operations, a.k.a. geoengineering, a.k.a solar radiation management, stratospheric aerosol injection, cloud albedo enhancement. There are many science terms that address the operations that are being carried on in our atmosphere with no public oversight, no environmental impact report, but all of it amounts to weather warfare. 
And when the White House and all official sources try to claim that this severe cool-down event in Texas and other parts of the U.S. and other parts of the world is a result of the warming that's occurring on our planet, again, a blatant, glaring lie. How do these cool-downs serve those in power? There are many, many agendas being carried out. We can speculate about those agendas. But the bottom line is, this is not a result of nature. You don't get winter storms originating with moisture from the Gulf of Mexico, the record warm Gulf of Mexico. And yet again, even this Texas event was spawned with moisture straight out of the Gulf of Mexico. And how do they cool this moisture down? It's done with patented processes of chemical ice nucleation for weather modification. These patents are available at geoengineeringwatch.org. Some of these patents have existed for almost 70 years. And this is hard science. How many people know what a swamp cooler is? Anybody who lives in the drier southwest regions, they know what this is. It's a, a unit that's used on many homes that evaporates water, which creates an endothermic reaction, an energy-absorbing reaction, which dramatically cools down the air that comes out of that unit. The same thing is being done on an unimaginable scale, but with much more chemically powerful elements. Again, endothermic reacting elements. Barium, ammonium, and other elements that absorb so much energy, they create a massive cooling effect. Much like the first aid kit with the ice pack in it that can sit in a shelf at room temperature for 20 years. You mix those chemicals together, you have ice instantly. The ski resorts have been using chemical and biological nucleating elements for many, many years to produce snow when we're not getting enough natural snow. When the climate engineers with a military tanker can dump in one payload a hundred tons of these materials into cloud moisture. They create an unimaginable reaction. And we know this is the case. We have so much verification of this from testing of these elements, the frozen elements that we find coming down, which is not a nat naturally nucleated snow, to images like the 300 mile wide, or long, excuse me, about 10 miles wide, 300 miles long, a stripe of snow that was recorded across Kansas with regions that had no topography, it was flat, how does a 300-mile-long, 10-mile-wide stripe of snow happen? It happens because that aircraft that crossed that region laid down chemical ice-nucleating elements and created that 300-mile-long stripe of snow. It doesn't start snowing at 40 degrees or above, which it's now doing frequently in locations all over the globe. In fact, in Northern California, it is predicted that in the next week, we are going to have snow possibly again. It's scheduled at temperatures with a daytime high of 60 degrees. Somehow with a 60-degree daytime high with rain predicted for that day, it's going to drop down to temperatures low enough to produce snow? How can that possibly occur? It can't occur without chemical ice nucleation elements. About three years ago, when Redding had a two-foot snow that did catastrophic damage in our region in Northern California, geoengineeringwatch.org tested that precipitation at two labs, one the state-certified lab in Northern California, and another duplicate test at a state university, which I'll leave unnamed so that they don't deal with any repercussions. The state-certified lab in Northern California underreported, for example, in the case of aluminum, they underreported that element by 400%. Why? Because they don't want in the middle of this controversy. What else did we find in that snow sample from Redding, California, we found surfactants. Surfactants are named in the materials lists 
for, for example, aluminum nanoparticulates from the American Elements Corporation, which we believe to be a primary materials supplier for the climate engineers. Why would they use surfactants? Surfactants affect the molecular tension of water. Surfactants are what makes soap soapy. And they keep these particles from sticking together or coagulating when they're dispersed from aircraft at altitude. And that's why they use surfactants. And that's why we see, in many cases, foaming rain. That's why we have massive sea foam events now because they're spraying these elements over the oceans. And that's what makes the current frozen material that's falling from the sky, I don't want to call it snow because it's not snow. It's a chemically nucleated frozen material. And that's why it is so incredibly slick. It's like soap-soaked snow. And these massive traffic accidents, the liabilities that governments around the globe are creating by engaging in this form of winter weather warfare for, again, various reasons. There are many, many reasons that this is going on, and everybody wants to speculate on their own particular conclusion on that. But we must remember and consider there are many, many layers to this onion, if you will. And a primary reason is this. When these massive winter nucleated events are created and sensationalized on every single channel, it confuses and divides the population as to the true state of planetary meltdown, absolute meltdown. We don't face global warming. We would be lucky if we faced global warming. What we face is far more severe. We face an abrupt climate collapse that's unfolding at blinding speed right now. Let me put that into context by backing up that statement. How many have stopped to consider how absurd it is that several days ago when Dallas, Texas was three degrees at the same time at the approximate same latitude in northern Florida, it was 85 degrees. How many know or have seen anybody mention on any mainstream source or the whole of academia that in the coming days, the North Pole... The top of the world is forecasted to be 32 degrees, which means the North Pole will be much warmer than the Gulf Coast of Texas just was. Think about that. How many know that? How many are connecting these dots that this form of cool down is a shallow layer of extremely cold air at the surface, and this nucleated material is extraordinarily cold to the touch? We proved this at Mount Shasta, Northern California, three years ago, when we tested the frozen material that fell from the sky, the first snow, quote snow, of the fall. The ambient temperatures had not been below 30 degrees yet at that point in the season. How could that snow have been 15 degrees? How could the snow have been 15 degrees colder than the outside temperature had been to that point in the year yet? How is that possible? It's only possible with endothermic reaction, i.e. energy-absorbing materials, and these are patented processes again. And we're not guessing about the materials in this precipitation. As I already stated, we've tested this precipitation, not just in California, but other regions of the country. All official sources, all mainstream media, and the whole of academia still expect us to blindly accept their denial of the blatant and catastrophic climate engineering insanity. It's not just the winter weather warfare. Obviously, we have how many days with skies that are completely plastered with jet emissions that spread out and linger and haze out the entire sky. Even during spring, fall, summer months, depending on the day, we can have grid patterns one day, nothing the next. This is not hard to connect. And 
the film footage we have at geoengineeringwatch.org ends the argument. We have film footage of these tankers at altitude with nozzles visible, turning spray dispersions on and off. That's the end of the discussion. There's no argument. There's no basis for dispute. If people don't believe what they see with their own eyes, you can't convince them of anything. And that's the colored lens, which I spoke about at the beginning of this broadcast. How many are looking through a colored lens? And no matter how glaring the proof is, they can't see it because the lens is not clear. Let's consider the following past headlines, which are absolute confirmation of the engineered winter scenarios being carried out by governments and their military machines around the world. This former headline from, I believe, 2009, this is from Popular Science. Quote, China's weather manipulation brings crippling snowstorm to Beijing. Excerpt from that report. Quote, while the storm came as a surprise to the residents of Beijing, the government knew about it all along. In fact, the government caused it. China's weather manipulation brings, again, crippling snowstorm to Beijing. Fox News also covered this story in 2009. Different headline, Chinese scientists create second artificial snowstorm in Beijing. After the second storm, in which a billion dollars of damage was done, the Chinese government went more or less underground with this form of artificial surface cooldown. But if the Chinese government can do it, does anyone rationally doubt the U.S. military that's exponentially larger and more sophisticated can also do the same? There's no question about that. We have the patents again to prove this. And when one looks at the absurdity of winter storm after winter storm after winter storm that's named and comes on a regular schedule now to create this illusion of cold, cold, cold on a planet that's in total meltdown, shouldn't this start to become obvious? These winter storms that are originating out of the record-warm Gulf of Mexico? How absurd is this? To add to this equation, jet stream manipulation must also be considered. The upper-level wind currents can and are being manipulated with ground-based ionosphere heater facilities. These are large, extremely large, radio frequency microwave transmitters like HARP in Alaska. These facilities are capable of beaming an incredibly powerful transmission into the ionosphere, which causes an electrical chain reaction, which heats the atmosphere. This is not scientifically disputed. And in doing so, they can create pressure zones, which then in turn can steer wind currents. So think of the front of an engine in which you see a fan belt, wrapping around various pulleys, some rotating clockwise, some rotating counterclockwise. Now picture that fan belt as being upper-level wind currents. In the northern hemisphere, they can wrap these wind currents around, in the northern hemisphere, counterclockwise rotations, which are low-pressure zones, or high-pressure zones, which rotate in a clockwise fashion. And they can wrap this jet stream around those to push it almost wherever they want. So in the case of this massive cooldown in Texas, they high-pressure dome the U.S. West, which rotates in a clockwise fashion. The incoming moisture from the Pacific then rotates around that clockwise rotating high-pressure zone, back down toward the Texas Gulf Coast, bringing nucleated moisture with it, which is starting to cool that air down. Now they pick up moisture from the record-warm Gulf of Mexico that feeds into this 
low pressure zone that's located near the Texas region, which rotates counterclockwise. So picture again that air current wrapping around the clockwise rotation in the west, back down to the Gulf Coast, and then counterclockwise rotation, swinging it back up toward the northeast. They're picking up moisture from the record warm Gulf of Mexico the entire time, and they are chemically nucleating it. And that's how you can end up with temperatures in northern Florida that are again going to be pushing record highs while we have snow falling in parts of the northeast further up the stream from that. This is absurd. There's not a meteorologist that has, again, above a room temperature IQ that doesn't know this is going on. It's absolutely going on. It's inarguable. It's so incredibly blatant. And even for citizens that know nothing about meteorology, how clear can it be at this point that our government is engaged in active weather warfare against its own population? And when I say our government... That's not a left or right or a Democrat or Republican or conservative or liberal statement. Those who control the U.S. government are the ones who print the money. It's not the occupants of the White House. It's not either political party. It's those that control all that I just mentioned. That's who is ultimately at the top of the power structure pyramid. So, again, to add a little more detail to what's happening in the Gulf and up the eastern seaboard, This process I've just described is why you have a, quote, warm side to a, quote, winter storm and why you have an ice storm boundary between this warm moisture and the frozen material that falls in various forms from our skies now and behaves very differently than a naturally nucleated snow. That's why you have these radical temperature whiplash scenarios. And this is not new. Again, in October 4th of 2013 in South Dakota, you had 100,000 cattle die from a surprise, quote, surprise winter storm that started to yield frozen material from the sky at 40 degrees. And the temperatures on the ground start to drop radically as this material falls because it's, it's absorbing energy. It's absorbing heat. So you get a cold, dense layer at the ground, sometimes extremely cold, as we've just seen in, again, Texas and other parts of the country. But at the same time as this event was happening, again, October 4th, 2013, South Dakota, I captured the maps online. We have them recorded at geoengineeringwatch.org. At the same time this event was unfolding, killing 100,000 cattle from an October 4 snowstorm, it was 85 degrees, 85, and raining in Chicago. It was 89 degrees and raining in Kansas City. How in the world can this happen? Only from climate engineering operations, which is weather warfare. And this has been used repeatedly over and over. It's been used on the Dakota Pipeline protesters. No question. We recorded it at geoengineeringwatch.org. We recorded the satellite radar imagery of 50-degree moisture circulating into the Dakota Pipeline region and then seeing that flash out to snow. The Weather Channel term now is change over to snow. How does warm rain just change over to snow unless there's an element we're not being told about? That element is climate engineering operations, and patented processes of chemical ice nucleation for weather modification, I encourage everyone, look at these patents, look at our data, look at the recordings we have of these events taking place and this changeover from warm rain to snow taking place captured right on radar. Search the engineering winter section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org and go through every single report and click the links open within those reports, the hyperlinks that show the sourcing for every bit of data presented in that report. How can you really understand what we face? How can anyone understand what we face without actually doing some research and certainly not feeding for your information from the mainstream media trough of total 
propaganda. And at this point, it is absolutely total propaganda. I'll get to more of the objectives and motivations behind the engineered winter weather warfare, the the mayhem being created in Texas and other parts of the U.S. I'll get to that in a moment. But consider that I believe on our February 6th broadcast, this broadcast, I made mention of the fact that a massive U.S. cooldown had been scheduled by the climate engineers. And indeed, that's exactly what unfolded. This is absolutely the schedule, whether they can't predict this kind of scenario, which shouldn't even be happening given the current state of the climate on our planet, can't be happening without weather modification operations. And again, keep in mind how much these operations skew the overall official temperature readings on the planet. When they engineer a massive cooldown like this, they record every single location they can as a record low temperature. When we have a record warm scenario, they record, based on a given geographic area, they might record one-tenth of the amount of official high temperatures. And this skews the overall official figures for the true state of warming on our planet. Statistically, mathematically, based on actual ground readings, we are likely past three and a half degrees C of warming. That is warmer than it has ever been since human beings have been on the planet. Again, being masked by the climate engineering operations, by these sensationalized cool-down events, which come at the cost, and this is very important to understand and remember, these massive chemically nucleated jet stream manipulated cooldowns come at the cost of an even worse overall planetary warming of an even more decimated ozone layer. The ozone layer decimation by itself, again, which I covered in last week's broadcast, is so severe that at the current rate of destruction, we may have only a few years ahead of us before total ozone layer collapse, game over on planet Earth. That doesn't mean it ends overnight, but it means you can't grow crops anymore. You can't go out in open sunlight. And it's a matter of time at that point until everyone, everything starves to death. And we are perilously close to that point. Climate engineering operations, as I've stated so many times, single greatest threat, single most immediate threat we face, short of nuclear cataclysm. And it is directly connected to everything else, included the CV-19 scenario, which is the controller response to collapsing climate and environmental scenarios. So back to a quick and brief summary of all that I just covered. The scenario we see most often now, high-pressure dome labeled as the, quote, ridiculously resilient ridge over the U.S. West, spins clockwise in the northern hemisphere, spins most of the moisture around California, which means our moisture continues to be cut off here in California. That's why the Sacramento River is just a trickle all winter long, just a trickle. And nobody seems to notice or care in northern California as if because Walmart and McDonald's, again, are still open, that everything will somehow magically turn out okay, which couldn't be further from the truth. This moisture spins around this clockwise rotation, back down, picks up moisture from the record warm Gulf of Mexico. They can chemically nucleate it and wreak the havoc they have just brought upon so many of the U.S. civilians in the U.S. population. Push it up the eastern seaboard, create sensationalized headlines, confuse and divide the population as to the true state of planetary meltdown while they distract populations from the impact that is about to hit us all at blinding speed. They can, again, try to keep business as usual, keep the population complacent until the last possible moment. In the meantime, other agendas are advanced, like the CV-19 scenario. All of this is completely connected. 
Before getting to a few key headlines, I want to hammer this point home again as well. How many have heard any sources of weather information, mainstream media or alt media, mention the fact that the North Pole is forecast to be 32 degrees Fahrenheit in the coming days? Again, stop and think about that. The top of the world in the middle of winter is going to be far warmer than the temperatures along the Gulf Coast of southern Texas just were. The scenario is playing out in Texas and other parts of the U.S. is a direct result of climate engineering operations and the chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding of moisture straight out of the record warm Gulf of Mexico. Other parts of the world are being bombarded with the same. While all this is going on, let's look at the wider horizon. Some headlines from last week. These are key to the entire equation. The entire equation, including the CV-19 scenario, the controller's response to unfolding climate and environmental collapse. From last week, this headline, one in a long string of headlines that keeps getting worse and worse. Here's the headline, quote, methane is blowing more holes in the Arctic. And here's a subtitle headline from that report. The time bomb at the top of the world. And that's not an exaggeration. That's not alarmism. And I'll get to that term in a moment, too. These massive methane releases that have been occurring for decades literally hold life on Earth in the balance. How many know of the Bermuda Triangle ship sinkings and plane downings for many, many decades? That's methane release. You have the oceans warming at blinding speed at the thermal energy equivalent of about four to five Hiroshima bombs, the heat energy contained in those bombs per second. That's how fast the oceans are warming because the oceans are absorbing about 90% of the heat that's building up on our planet. And that thaws and releases formerly frozen massive methane deposits on the seafloor. When those deposits release, they release in their entirety. In the case of the Bermuda Triangle, methane releases that aerates the water like a bottle of champagne. The ships on the surface that are underneath, that are on top of that release, they have no buoyancy and they sink intact. That's what's been happening. Now it's happening on a scale that's incomprehensible on the seafloor in the Arctic and on Arctic tundra. To get a visual understanding of how severe this is, please, I encourage everyone listening to this broadcast, please go to your computer and search Siberian methane craters and look at the images that you see there and try to comprehend the force it takes to do that. These massive circular, perfectly circular in most cases, hundreds of feet wide, hundreds of feet deep. This is methane deposits that are literally exploding into the atmosphere. Why is this such a problem? Because methane over a 10-year time horizon is about 120 times more potent to greenhouse gas than CO2. And that fact, which I just stated, is yet another piece of data that academia is not disclosing to the public. They continually cite methane as being 20 times more potent than CO2. That's over a 100-year time horizon. We don't have 100 years. We don't have 10 years on the current course. We absolutely don't. The equation is unimaginably exponential. So let's look at the methane scenario again. This is a self-perpetuating feedback loop. The more methane that releases and enters the atmosphere and covers the planet like a layer of glass, the more the heating increases, even more methane releases, You can see how this scenario feeds itself, and there are probably 40 to 50 feedback loops in full swing right now, just like the forest die-offs that we see happening all over the globe. The more forests that die off, that triggers even more tree die-off because we're losing the planet's cloud-making ability. Same with plankton. 
Again, back to climate engineering, connected to all of it. Climate engineering from every conceivable direction is completely derailing the planet's life support systems. Climate engineering being used as a weapon of weather warfare. Climate engineering also, at minimum, biological warfare because of the highly toxic elements being used in these programs. And beyond that, why would we think that those in power would not be using these atmospheric dispersion platforms that are already in place to distribute biologicals? Why would we think they wouldn't do this? When again, as I've cited in this broadcast, even as of 1977, we know from historical record that there were at least 239 cases of the U.S. military distributing biologicals over innocent U.S. populations without their knowledge or their consent. This is business as usual. So forgive me if I one more time wrap this all together so it becomes clear. Going all the way back to what's occurring in Texas and the U.S. East Coast right now. The deception of convincing populations that there's so much cold, 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 creating shallow layers of cold air to create record cold temperatures. Again, very shallow layers. As I've stated before, we're communicating with pilots that a thousand feet off the deck are seeing sometimes 30 degree temperature rises. Public is unaware of this. Certainly meteorologists are aware, but they won't say anything because their paychecks and pensions depend on them not saying anything. But this keeps the public complacent. It keeps the public completely unaware of the severity and immediacy of planetary life support system collapse until the last possible moment to keep the public from panicking, to keep them from understanding that the paradigm is over. It is not coming back. Never. And that CV-19 is not the causal, ultimate causal factor of this, although it's becoming a bigger and bigger factor because these fires are being stoked with, as geoengineeringwatch.org said, from the very beginning, ever more virulent versions of CV-19 would likely be introduced in the equation as time went on. But again, ultimately, the entire CV-19 scenario, controller response to the unfolding biosphere collapse. So again, remember that... We are not being told that in the coming days, the scheduled temperature for the top of the world, the North Pole, 32 degrees, far warmer than what the Texas Gulf Coast just was. Record warm temperatures in Florida coming again. We had 85 degrees in northern Florida at the same time. It was 3 degrees in Dallas. Connect all of these dots. These cool downs are absolutely not a result of nature. Again, I encourage everyone listening to the broadcast, please go to geoengineeringwatch.org on the top toolbar, search the engineering winter section, search the engineering drought section, search the engineering wildfire section, because we're coming up to a wildfire season that may be more apocalyptic than anything we've yet seen. Climate engineering is a core causal factor to the epic wildfires that are now occurring around the globe. And let me cover two terms that are increasingly being used to try to marginalize anyone who would try to sound the alarm. The, quote, alarmist term and the, quote, conspiracy theorist terms. Both terms commonly used by the most fearful and factless among us. Who wouldn't be concerned? Who rationally, logically wouldn't be concerned when we know we've lost 80 to 90% of Earth's insect populations? Who wouldn't be concerned when we know that we have lost over the last 40 years at least 70% of Earth's wildlife populations? Who wouldn't be concerned when we know that 60 plus percent of Earth's plankton populations are gone? No plankton, no people. No insects, no people. No wildlife, no people. No habitat, no people. Who wouldn't be concerned? 
We have governments around the globe trying to play God with Earth's life support systems that anyone who doesn't have their eyes wide shut can see. Anyone who does any amount of objective, honest research can verify conclusively who wouldn't be concerned. We have events like 9-11 on which the entire course of the world was altered to galvanize the public, the U.S. population especially, into blind unwavering support for whatever the military-industrial complex wanted to do. And even though we have peer-reviewed science study from over 3,000 of the world's top architects and engineers to prove that, for example, Building 7, the third building that collapsed, that most Americans don't even know collapsed, 47-story steel structure highways, peer-reviewed science study to prove it came down from controlled demolitions, and yet no one will admit to that. Who wouldn't be concerned? Is that a conspiracy? When we have peer-reviewed science study to prove that's what brought this building down, and you don't even need the study. If anybody searches Building 7 collapse, watches it online, if you don't see that that was anything but what we were officially told, then your eyes are wide shut. Buildings don't fall down, steel structure high-rise in seven seconds, free-fall speed that never got hit by anything. Consider all these dots. It's all connected. The Texas deep freeze engineered scenario... CV-19, 9-11, the power structure's desperation to control populations as the planetary life support systems collapse. And again, governments around the globe know that they can no longer support their populations. That's a mathematical, statistical fact that will become ever more inarguable with each passing day. And to our online audiences, I know many are quite educated on this subject and many know much of the facts that I am citing. I ask you to consider that our on-air audience on the East and West Coast, our AM, FM audiences, are exponentially larger than our online audience. So please consider that I'm trying to make sure that those that are tuning into our on-air broadcast understand some of these basic building block facts so that they can be brought to this issue, to understanding what it is and, and the gravity of it. So please consider that while we're covering facts that perhaps you might know, but that many others don't know. Let's cover some headlines. And along the way, again, while governments are telling populations to trust them, why should we? Why in the world would we? From the New Yorker magazine, this, quote, the enormous risk of hacking the planet. This is from last week. What are they referring to? They're referring to climate engineering, as if it's not already going on. And who is the author of this article? Bill McKibben from 350.org, who receives money from the Rockefeller Foundation. And thus, he is kept in the position he's in now so that he can continue to deny the climate engineering elephant in the room and all of the 350.org followers do the same. Just like so many of the unimaginably hypocritical environmental groups who won't acknowledge the single most environmentally destructive factor on the planet at this moment. And that's saying a lot. Climate engineering. You can't have any legitimate discussion about the climate from any perspective without first and foremost acknowledging the climate engineering factor in the equation. And that's something everybody should remember. I don't care what your perspective is on the climate or what you currently believe. If climate engineering is not the first subject of the conversation in regard to the climate, then the, sub, then the conversation itself is not legitimate. From BBC, this headline, U.S. cold snap. Quote, why is Texas seeing Arctic temperatures? Question mark. Let's rephrase that headline, given what we now know and what I covered on this broadcast. Let's make the headline this. Why is the North Pole seeing Texas temperatures? How about that headline? We don't see that headline, do we? Because those in power and the media they control and all of academia don't want you to see that headline. They don't want you to know that the North Pole 
is going to experience temperatures in the coming days that are much like we, we would expect to see in some of the warmer regions as a nighttime low in the lower 48. And sadly, so many even in alternative media are addressing the completely engineered winter weather mayhem in Texas and other parts of the U.S. as they're utilizing that as, quote, proof, in their opinion, that global warming isn't real, that global cooling is, in fact, occurring at this point. And that couldn't be further from the truth. And that, in fact, is exactly the narrative that's one of the objective of, objectives of the power structure and the climate engineers to confuse and divide the population as to the true state of planetary meltdown by sensationalizing these types of cooldowns. And so many in alternative media, unfortunately, I'm saddened to say, are not acknowledging the completely engineered nature of these cooldowns. It is not nature. And you don't hear these same sources mentioning, oh, by the way, it was 85 degrees in Florida at the same time, and it's going to be warmer at the North Pole than it was in the Gulf Coast of Texas. You don't hear them saying anything like that. And in regard to the Ice melt off around the globe. Here's the bottom line. Believe what you see with your own eyes. I'm not asking anybody to believe me. I never, ever have. I've only asked, please research what I'm telling you. Do actual research without bias, preconception, or ideology. And on that note, please research and view, I think it's $3 online, Chasing Ice, non-political, shocking film footage from around the world of the cryosphere, the ice deposits, completely disintegrating Oceans are rising rapidly all over the globe, and it is just beginning. The power structure can't hide this fact for much longer. The fact that in the not-too-distant future in Florida, you'll need a snorkel to get by. That's how fast sea levels are going to rise. It's, it's accelerating by the day, and you have many factors feeding into this as well that people don't know or consider they're, because they're not being told. You have thermal expansion of the oceans. Just the fact that the oceans are now beginning to superheat makes sea level rise by itself. You have what's called glacial rebound, which means, for example, on Greenland, as the ice pack melts and this tremendous weight is lifted off that landmass, that landmass begins to rise up out of the ocean. Glacial rebound, scientifically indisputed fact, which displaces even more ocean water, which adds to even more sea level rise. We have decimated the planet in the geologic blink of an eye, and the power structure is desperately trying to mask that as long as possible, trying to continue to use weather as a weapon to control populations until the last possible moment, including every other mechanism they're using to control populations. And on that note, let's consider this headline from last week from Yahoo News which highlights a character that is key in all of this. Here's the headline. Bill Gates says Texas Governor Greg Abbott's explanation for power outages is actually wrong. Gates told Yahoo, quote, extreme weather like the winter storm that swept across the country in recent days will become more likely as climate change worsens, end quote. What a blatant glaring lie from Bill Gates. Greg Abbott and Bill Gates certainly both know exactly what's at the core of the Texas flash freeze disaster, patented processes of chemical ice nucleation, and again, The overall warming of the planet would not spawn or produce the kind of events we're seeing in Texas. Only climate engineering operations can create that kind of flash freeze scenario. And the elements in this frozen material prove this is going on. It's not theory, not speculation, not conjecture. Again, I hope that all listening to this broadcast will go to the geoengineeringwatch.org homepage, search the engineering winter section, and examine all the reports in that section. Look at the images, look at the data, look at the film footage. It will shock you to the core at what you're not being told. It is inarguable proof of the engineered winter scenarios that are being conducted. I've ranted so long about the 
winter weather warfare assault being carried out in various places around the globe, not just Texas. And I skip past my normal announcements, but I want to condense that very quickly and get to more headlines because I have a number of them to cover that are very important to more completely understand the wider horizon. My deepest gratitude to all the individuals that are awake and aware and doing their best to wake others with credible data from a credible source. Again, it's our collective efforts that can make a difference at this late hour. This is Dane Wigington. You're listening to the Global Alert News Hour, episode number 289, February 20th, 2021. This newscast is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org and paid for by geoengineeringwatch.org. This newscast is broadcast throughout Northern California, 1670 AM, 104.9 FM, 105.7 FM. It's also rebroadcast on the East Coast, the PRN Radio Network. Recordings of this broadcast can be found at geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent top stories and radio sections. The latest geoengineeringwatch.org awareness raising materials can be ordered from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for approximate cost of producing and shipping. These printed visual materials are exponentially more effective at waking others up than anything that can be conveyed verbally. Our only goal is to get these materials into circulation. And on that note, a staunch ally in the fight to expose and halt climate engineering is the Gem Fair Group, G-E-M-F-A-I-R-E. There's a Gem Fair event occurring right now in Santa Barbara, California. Started yesterday, ends tomorrow. It's at the Earl Warren Showgrounds. You can get free geoengineeringwatch.org materials at this event at the geoengineeringwatch.org booth that is there. If you're there to pick up these materials, you can get into the event free if you tell the Ticketmaster why you're there. Please help them to help all of us to expose the climate engineering issue. You can go to the Jim Fair site to learn more, G-E-M-F-A-I-R-E. Also, the new geoengineeringwatch.org online climate engineering Q&A session is posted at geoengineeringwatch.org. Installment number seven just went up. If you wish to submit a climate engineering-related question, you can do so at the following link, questions at geoengineeringwatch.org. Or you can go to the contacts section on the very top left corner at the geoengineeringwatch.org homepage. Moving on to more headlines. Too much to cover, not enough time on this on-air broadcast, but we'll do as good as we can. From multiple sources, this, solar geoengineering, not a, quote, sensible rescue plan, say scientists. From that report, new study indicates that reflecting solar energy back to space in an attempt to reduce global warming could cause more problems than it solves. Think of the absurdity of this headline from so-called academia and so-called mainstream science sources pretending that the climate engineering elephant in the sky isn't really there, that we're not really seeing what we're seeing, and that hasn't been going on for now about 75 years, over 75 years, since right after World War II inarguably going on, unimaginably visible in our skies with cataclysmic results, and we're going to pretend, let's all just pretend, that it could, may, might cause a problem if they ever decided to deploy these programs. We live in a total insane asylum, and it's up to the public to stand up and start to peacefully protest everywhere. Spot fires of awareness, peaceful protest, even if you have to wear a mask in front of elected officials' offices, agency offices, until academia summons the courage to stand up, band together, and admit to what is going on in our skies before the planet's life support systems are completely decimated. And it's imperative also to contact the authors of this kind of article, peacefully, professionally, send them data, and ask them to tell the truth. Plead with them to tell the truth. And we will, by the way, forgot to announce this, I hope, in the next one to two weeks, we hope to have the dimming documentary on climate engineering released to the public. It will be available for free the moment it is done. Our only goal is to sound the alarm. Please watch for that. 
Moving on now, let's try to wrap in the continued denial of the climate engineering factor, the unfolding climate and environmental collapse, and the CV-19 scenario. How does this all connect? And while I'm covering more headlines, keep in mind, based on all available data, it would appear that biosphere collapse has beat the power structure to the intersection, meaning it has happened faster than those in power were ready for it to happen, than they were prepared for it to happen, and now they're incredibly desperate to carry out agendas of locking down, controlling, and thinning. Connect those dots. Let's cover some CV-19 headlines. From last week, world won't be adequately vaccinated from COVID-19 until 2027, a specialist stated. An Australian infectious disease physician said it would take six years for the world to be adequately vaccinated against the CCP virus, so vaccines must be shared with developing countries to avoid, quote, more sinister strains emerging. That's an interesting choice of words from this Australian infectious disease physician, isn't it? Sinister? In actual fact, it's the right word. And with all the vaccination going on right now around the globe, is that slowing down these, quote, sinister strains from emerging every time we turn around from new places and being introduced and spreading? Is the injection slowing that down? No. In fact, we have some specialists stating that that is speeding up that kind of, quote, sinister strain emergence. I'll get to that headline in a moment. First, this from CNN. One third of military service members have opted not to receive the COVID-19 vaccinations. But in fact, other reports state that number is much higher. It's 53%. Depends on which report you look at. Also from CNN, published last week, this, as the World Health Organization investigated coronavirus origins in China, Beijing pushed a conspiracy theory about the U.S. What's the Beijing statement about the U.S.? That this came from Fort Detrick. We have this finger pointing at each other when, in fact, all of these nations know exactly where this CV-19 scenario came from. All of them colluding and cooperating, not just in CV-19, but with climate engineering operations. This is an absolute given. You can't climate engineer over your own country without affecting the entire world. No country would allow any other country to do this unless they were themselves participating because this would amount to weather warfare against other countries. If you're disrupting entire global hydrological cycle, global weather patterns. So the fact that countries all over the world are either actively or passively participating in these programs is a given. And we have documents posted at geoengineeringwatch.org some up to 800 pages long, U.S. Senate documents, former presidential documents, proving that there is international cooperation with these programs. And everyone involved in these programs, as stated in these congressional documents, has total blanket legal immunity because of the kind of mayhem and mortality they have just caused in Texas and other places. Total blanket legal immunity, just like the big pharma medical industrial complex enjoys with their vaccination injections. Total blanket legal immunity. How hard is it to connect these dots? And why is the public so willingly herded off the cliff? Why is so much of the population, even now, willing to accept the government's narrative of trust us, we're here to protect you? That narrative itself should send out a massive red flag. It couldn't be further from the truth. So remember the headline I just covered from the Australian scientist, the Australian infectious disease specialist, who stated that we had to adequately vaccinate everyone, which would take till 2027 in order to keep the, quote, sinister strains of CV-19 from emerging. 
emerging. Now consider this headline also from last week. Quote, global vaccine rollout will cause new mutated CV-19 variants, warns Oxford scientist. That sounds like a massive contradiction, doesn't it? One saying that we must vaccinate the entire world in order to keep this from happening. The other saying that if we vaccinate, it's going to cause it to happen. Again, it's already happening. And the more vaccinations we see occurring around the world, the more it seems to be happening. And let's again have this reminder of what we're being told by official sources about the injection. It, quote, doesn't give immunity, doesn't eliminate the virus, doesn't prevent death, doesn't guarantee you won't get the virus, doesn't stop you from passing it on, doesn't eliminate the need for travel bans, doesn't eliminate the need for business closures, doesn't eliminate the need for lockdowns, doesn't eliminate the need for masking. So shouldn't we ask, what's the CV-19 injection actually doing? What's it actually about? What's it actually for? How many are willing to honestly consider where that road leads? Perhaps we can consult official agencies to find out what the truth is. Well, not so much. This article from last week, the National Health Service, this is in UK, NHS staff forbidden from speaking out publicly about coronavirus. Not going to get much truth there, are you? Because they're in lockdown. The same with climate engineering. Remember, we have an illegal federal gag order against all National Weather Service and all National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration employees. Total lockdown, no transparency, no access to the truth. Because from the state of the climate and the environment to the CV-19 scenario, those in power are doing everything they can to mask the truth from the population until the absolute brutal bitter end. That's the truth of the matter. And from this report, we have this subtitle. Draconian measures prevent healthcare professionals from discussing their work during pandemic. No transparency. If there was nothing to hide, why would they be trying so desperately to hide the truth? Again, from what's happening in our skies to what's happening here with the CV-19 scenario. Trying desperately to hide everything, anything they can until the last possible moment. Last week, a medical commentator in CNN News stated the following on air, quote, the vaccine is better than our own immune system for giving you immunity against the virus, end quote. Really? How would you know that? How would this person know that? And further, which vaccine exactly was this medical expert referring to? The growing list of emergency-approved U.S. big pharma injections, or the Chinese version, or the Russian version, or the French version, or the U.K. version? Which one? Or is it all of them? Any of them? And we're told by governments around the globe to trust them, that these warp speed produced in months concoctions are now better at protecting us than our own miraculous immune systems that have protected our species for millions of years. Well, how's that protection going? Let's look at a couple headlines on that note from ABC News last week. Rare blood autoimmune disorders appearing in small amount of COVID vaccine recipients. Don't see that in many TV headlines, do we? This statement says, if we recognize it early, it's treatable. That's reassuring. It shouldn't hold us from encouraging people to get the vaccine. Really? The CDC and the FDA and the makers of the Pfizer and Moderna COVID vaccines are looking into reports of a blood disorder in a small number of people who got the vaccines. Question, how many exactly is, quote, a few dozen? And is that supposed to reassure any of us? Let's look at some more headlines at how the injection process is going. From last week, 28-year-old Wisconsin healthcare worker has aneurysm, brain dead, five days after second experimental Pfizer mRNA COVID injection. From Fox News last week, surgeon dies of COVID-related illness weeks after receiving second COVID vaccine. 
And there is this example headline to consider from last week, and there are many more of this type of headline from nursing homes. But here's one from last week, just an example. 46 residents in Spanish nursing home die after receiving COVID-19 vaccine. From that report, multiple sources on this, 46 nursing home residents who had received their first dose of Pfizer BioNTech's fast-track vaccination against CV-19 at the beginning of January had died by the end of the month, Spanish media has reported. There's another similar headline also covered in Spanish media that another nursing home in the southwest of Spain saw 22 elderly residents die and 103 infected following a vaccine campaign, simply reporting what Spanish media has reported. You can find any of these headlines covered in this entire broadcast online if you simply search the headline title or the exact subject matter. You can find all of these reports online directly from the sources. A few more headlines, almost out of time for this on-air broadcast. Another title, multiple sources, U.S. leaders urge U.S. military to get CV-19 vaccination. Why are they so desperate to inject anyone, everyone they can? Again, stop and consider all the data covered in this broadcast. All of it is connected. All of it is necessary to form an accurate, wider horizon picture of what's coming. What's coming at blinding speed. Yes, there is, in fact, a light at the end of the tunnel. And that light is absolutely an oncoming train. That's the truth of the matter. The sooner we face that, the more chance we might have of salvaging something from this entire scenario of total insanity. And on that note, final headline from RTTV and multiple other international sources, U.S. COVID czar Anthony Fauci wins $1 million, an Israeli prize for, quote, courageous leadership in public health and, quote, defending science. What an absolute absurdity this is. It's criminal. For those that don't know who Anthony Fauci actually is, for those that don't know how dark his past actually is, how nefarious that past is, please research this individual from the beginning, and you will be shocked, I assure you. When our societies revere and reward individuals like this, we face a dark future indeed. Consider this quote from George Orwell, now more applicable than ever before. The past was erased. The erasure was forgotten. The lie became the truth. That is where we are today. We're being lied to by all official sources, by all mainstream media, and by countless so-called experts. The truth can't be found or even recognized without a complete and total commitment to doing so. The lens through which we see the world must be cleared, no matter how painful that is. Can we yet make a difference for the better? That remains to be seen. And there's only one way to know. We must apply ourselves fully to the task. And while forging forward on this path, on the high road, never forget that such a courageous effort matters in and of itself. Remember that every single individual that our collective efforts helps to awaken matters in and of itself. See the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geodreamwatch.org to learn how you can help in this desperate effort to sound the alarm. Make your voice heard. Make every day count. Until next week, this is Dane Wigginton from geodreamwatch.org.